Do you ever get stuck second-guessing yourself, overthinking things, and feeling really unsure about what direction to go in or what decision to make? This may be because you have disconnected from your own intuition, that inner knowing, your gut feeling, your own instincts. Well, today's guest is here to help you to reconnect with your intuition in your own business so you can use it to make decisions with more clarity, calm, and confidence. Welcome to the Emily Osmond Show, your place to learn how to market yourself online and build a business doing the work you love on your terms. Listen in for simple, doable strategies mixed with mindset tips and candid conversations with other entrepreneurs, all designed to help you turn your ideas into reality and share your passions with the world. Now, let's get into the show. Today, I'm joined by Kerry Rowett, who is the secret behind many well-known online entrepreneurs that you no doubt know and follow here in Australia and internationally. Kerry uses her skills as a kinesiologist, Reiki master, positive psychology, NLP, and her intuitive gifts to support her ambitious entrepreneurial clients to get out of their own way and achieve their goals with more ease. Kerry has a podcast and book, both called Align and Attract, and she teaches other female entrepreneurs to identify what they really want, release their specific blocks, and align to their goals in her signature program, also called Align and Attract. So if creating alignment is important to you, you're going to love this episode. We speak about how to become more intuitive in your business and what this looks like and doesn't look like, along with the power of truly trusting yourself and your inner knowing. So without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Kerry Rowett. Well, Kerry, fantastic to have you here with me today. I am so excited to be here with you, lovely Emily. I thought we could share off by um, start off by sharing how exactly we met. So we met at a conference earlier this year, hosted by our lovely friend Tash Corbin. It was a heart centered business conference. Now, Carrie, what exactly did we bond over? Do you think <laughs> we bonded over our fast paced walking? <laughs> so I invited Emily <laughs> to go on a, a morning walk with me, and we discovered we have both got a very brisk pace <laughs> and we just love yeah walks in nature I was wondering if you'd pick up on what I was saying so we were out we were like oh do you want to go to walk in the morning and um we realized we both walk really fast yes and not many people would be like keen to go for an early morning walk ahead of a conference either <laughs> exactly but oh it was so nice to get out and it was in Noosa which is a beautiful part of Australia and just to kind of get out of the conference facility for a little bit in the morning and um, power walk together so we had some good chats and I knew that I wanted to have you on my podcast so I was delighted when he said yes uh, to share more about using our intuition when it comes to business so Kerry I'd love to start off with how did you get into this work in the first place 
So I was a teacher and I had spent many years like working overseas and I was now in Melbourne. I'm from South Australia originally. And I was just noticing that I felt really quite stuck and kind of unhappy. And I thought, there's no reason for me to be feeling unhappy. Like I've got everything that I could really want and things are going quite well. And then I saw like a flyer for a kinesiologist. So I decided to go along. And when I had that first session, I was just so blown away by what this kinesiologist was able to tell me about how I was feeling and where it had come from and all these connections that she was able to make. So I kept on having sessions. And I used to have this like recurring depression that would just come and go and it came back and I just happened to be at the doctor and he'd said to me look I think this is something you need to deal with I think you probably should go on antidepressants and so I took the script away with me and the next day I had another appointment with the kinesiologist and I told her and she said well would you like to work on it in your session and honestly I just thought it's not going to do anything and I was like if you want to had no confidence in the process for being able to work on something so significant and yet we had that one session another session the following week and then the depression was gone and this was 14 years of this recurring on off depression that would just come and go and it has not come back since so it was not long after that but I thought wow I think this is something I really want to help other people with like this is really quite profound and life-changing and I want to help other people the same way that I've been helped. And what what does that look like now, Kerry? I know that you work with some really successful, incredible, smart, talented, entrepreneurial people, but would you like to just give us a little bit of an overview of the work that you do today? Sure. So I started out, like this is back in 2009, seeing clients in person and I worked then on a lot of like self-esteem and confidence and things like that, like the issues that I, I guess I had experienced as well. And then I grew my practice quite quickly and I was booked out within a couple of years, which is not super common for a practitioner. And so I started to attract more business clients and then I became interested more in online business and, you know, I was doing courses in that area and I started to meet more like people who were also in that online business space and they started seeking out my services as well and it just kind of grew from there. So quite early on, I I had met people like Denise Duffield-Thomas, Leonie Dawson and lots of people who were you know, quite well known in the space. We were all in those, you know, that relatively early days of our business back then. And then, you know, fast forward to today, my business has been exclusively online for many years and I predominantly work with high achieving female entrepreneurs who just want to get out of their own way. Like they're very successful often, really brilliant uh, people, but they can find that things come up and they want to have ways to be able to release, you know, what's holding them from them back from creating what they really want or that next level. What does, I guess, get, getting out of our own way look like and how do we do that? It's such a good question. I think it's so unique to each of us. So oftentimes when people come to me, they will tell me like, these are all of the things that are stressing me out at the moment. These are the challenges that I'm experiencing. So we'll bring all of that into the session, everything that 
we consciously aware is blocking us and then we'll also bring into the session like what is it that I really want so uh, what am I trying to create that maybe I feel like I haven't been able to create or it feels like a bit of a stretch or it feels like a bit of a challenge it's not always growth I should say as well because most of my clients or all of my clients are interested in a sustainable business they don't want to have just monetary success but then there's an impact on their family or there's an impact on their health so it's looking at that you know more holistic view and then using kinesiology I can find out okay what are the emotions that are coming up that are preventing you from being able to create this what are the beliefs what are the stories what kind of thought patterns are you experiencing where has this come from so using the tool of kinesiology which is a muscle testing modality I can muscle test myself and find out for my client exactly what it is that's holding them back and then with that information you know they can feel like they can go a lot deeper and we use energy techniques to release that blockage those blockages at the source so then you can kind of things really open up and you can feel like there's a lot more possibility and for a lot of my clients they can then feel a lot more resourceful a lot more resilient as they move forwards I also just want to quickly tap into the fact, Carrie, that you do this online. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people listening, they're like, wait, she does like kinesiology, but through the internet, how, how does this work online? Tell us. It's such a great question. I mean, this really connects to something we're going to talk about in a moment, which is intuition and trusting those intuitive nudges. So it was not the case that I looked around and saw other people doing kinesiology online and then thought, well, if they can do it, I can do it. I didn't know of anyone who was doing that. So what happened was somebody asked me from interstate if I could do a session for him. So I don't work with a lot of male clients, but it was a man. And he, he said, I'm sure you'll be able to figure out how to do it. <laughs> and so I did. I actually figured out how to do it. So he, he saw the possibility, hey? He saw the possibility and he himself was a very intuitive person. I said, he said, I think this is going to become quite big for you. Yeah. So I developed. That's, that's cool. It's cool. And so I developed my own way of adapting what it was that I'd learned and the way I'd learned kinesiology so that I was able to do that online. So some people who are listening might have seen a kinesiologist in person and the kinesiologist, like they might hold certain acupressure points for you or they might work with your chakras. But I will support my clients to do that for themselves. I will show them the acupressure point that we are going to use or they might hold an energy centre or they're just they're listening to the information that's coming up and I'm really helping them to explore and to go deeper and understand, you know, what it is that's coming up for them. So, yeah, I developed that myself, but I had to really trust in my own intuition and then also in the results that my clients were getting. So after this one person, then I over time it just sort of organically happened that, you know, one client would be in hospital, someone else was home with a, a young baby, someone else was had moved interstate or overseas or was traveling and so I just started to have more people and then these online business friends that I was making started to ask for sessions as well and so that's how it began but yes I was there was nobody else at that time that I'm aware of doing that so it took courage to just own that I was going to be able to do it and that leads 
fits really well, I think, Carrie, into how all of us can perhaps strengthen that muscle of of tapping into our own belief and doing things even when we don't see other people doing them. So do you think perhaps it might be good to start with how you define intuition or what, what that really looks like? I love that. So uh, intuition, it's really being able to trust in your knowing and how that arrives for you. So for some of us, that is in a felt sense. So that we call that clairsentience. For other people, they might receive visuals. So that is clair... clairvoyance. (laughs) Some people hear things, that's clairaudience. And so it's just being aware of how your intuition actually arrives. And when you do get an intuitive nudge, having the courage to act on it, even though you might not know where that is going to lead. So that really is a practice. Now, You said that you kind of tapped into a little bit of my audience before this podcast. What what did you pick up on there and how did you do that as well? What what did you do to do that and what did you learn? Because I was when you shared with me, I'm like, yep, you're spot on. (laughs) (laughs) And so this is one of the ways that you can use your intuition. And one of the ways that I use it is I will, for example, tune into my own clients and what is it they need to hear. And that will inform what I share on my own podcast and what I share on my social media. And then when I was coming on your podcast, Emily, I did the same. So I listened to multiple episodes with you this morning just to help me to continue to tune into your energy, even though like I love your podcast, but just to really orient me to that energy. And then I just asked myself, like, what does Emily's audience most need? Like what going to be really supportive of your audience and what I felt was like your audience really needs things to be real so make it real for me and like they want action steps I also like tell me what to do like they don't want it to be too fluffy or too like <laughs> theoretical it's That's, like, I'm yes. like yeah you're spot on Carrie it's like right give me the action list and the to-do list and I can go get it done and tick it off <laughs> yeah so I wrote a list <laughs> of some of the things that you know your audience can try and this is one of the things and like the thing I heard was like I want to take notes you know give me something I can take notes on so it's not just a conversation of what your clients and your audience are wanting they're wanting like something that's very actionable like you say spot on. Well, let's get into it. So what, what can you share, Kerry, in terms of how we can tap into in our intuition, some, some really practical things that we can do there? Yes. So uh, yes. So we can tap into our intuition for our business. Like there's a bunch of things I have written down that you can try that I think you'll find really fun. So something I did quite early on in my business was I wrote a letter to my business. So literally I wrote down, dear Awaken Kinesiology, which is the name of my business. What do you want? Right? And then I wrote the answer. And the answer is actually in my book. <laughs> so I, when I wrote my book, A Line and a Tract, uh, it's about a character called Anna. So this 
this part of the story was actually something I had done, even though she is a fictitious character. And then the, you ask then your business to write back. So you just write down what comes through. Don't overthink it. Just trust the process. So many people have tried this, by the way, like hundreds of people have tried this and told me about it. And it can just be so fascinating. And one of the things that came through for me was stop worrying about me. Like that was what my business said back to me. Like this is back years ago, your worry is stopping me from growing. Another thing that came through was you need to connect with me like through your words. So at that time, I used to write a lot of blog posts because that was, you know, the thing that we did at that time. And I was like, when you do that, you connect with me. And I would say, like, I really understood that. And it gave me this beautiful motivation to keep doing that without it being about a specific outcome. And I still actually think about that advice from my own business when I am thinking about creating the podcast. I see it as a way of me connecting with my business and then we feel connected we feel united yeah so I would love you to try that I've never heard it described that way Mm, it's interesting isn't it so you can kind of just think I wonder what will happen but then you do it and try it for yourself see what your business actually has to say to you here's another thing you can try and this works really beautifully is using like commands to the universe and saying things like, show me, make it obvious, give me a sign. And I've actually got a really beautiful example of this in my Instagram feed. It's a reel with a friend of mine, Amy, and we're both wearing like a pink and a purple jumper. So if you just look at my feed and scroll through, you'll be able to see it quite easily. And I suggested this to her 18 months ago because she was wanting to wanting an insight about her business. She wanted to change direction. And she's like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I said, hey, if you ask the universe. And so she did. And I said to her, make sure it's very clear. It can't be wishy-washy. Just actually make it clear that you want a very clear sign. As she said, she was walking down the street and that's exactly what she did. The next day she opened up her Instagram messengers and she had an answer to her question. I think I'm going to try that. Okay, right. get very specific <laughs> about my question. Is that right? And then put it get out there. Get very specific or get very specific about what the problem is. So sometimes we might say, like, you need to be clear about what you want. But in this case with my friend Amy, she didn't know what she wanted. So she was like, show me a sign, show me what the next step is. Like, what is a beautiful direction for me? For her, it led into a product-based business and just a really clear direction with that. Like she doesn't practice her, in her therapy business anymore because the product business has already become so big. She had, she closed it down. And so, yes, but if you've got a specific question, ask that specific question and it's like you put it out there and then just wait and see and like expect there's going to be an answer. You don't have to sit there and ruminate on it and worry about it. It's like, this is what I like to say, get back to me when you've got a good answer. (laughs) Put it out to the the universe and it's like, I'm only (laughs) interested in really great answers. So get back to me when you've got one. And I want the whole solution as well. (laughs) And I'd like to download. Not asking much, but (laughs) yeah. But you know, sometimes we think, oh, you can't do that. And it's like, actually just 
give it a go and it can be incredibly powerful. Next one. Next thing to try. Oh, yeah. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Taking action on nudges. So we talked about that already a little bit in relation to, you know, how I went online and I was the first person that I certainly was aware of as a kinesiologist to go online. But I still do this in smaller ways. Like, for example, when I am launching a program, if I get a nudge to do something, I will try to act on it. Even if it's not really logical or it doesn't, you know, I don't have any logical reason to think that's the best answer. So I'll give you a really quick example. When I launched my group program, Align and Attract last year, I just had this nudge, run a webinar called Remember Your Why. And so I just acted on it. I put it out there and then I kind of tuned in to what that was going to be about. I thought, is anyone going to be interested in this? But do you know, like so many people who ended up joining the program that round said, I watched your webinar and then I just knew that I had to join. And it was just instinct. It was just intuition. It wasn't my logical mind saying, what's the most strategic thing that you can do, you know? And then I'm launching that same program again, or will be soon. And the intuitive nudge I've had this time is to do a lot of extra podcast episodes. Now, logically, I think, well, will people even have time to listen to those? Like, is that going to be too much? You know, you have those logical thoughts, but that was the intuitive nudge that I've got. So I just act on it. So pay attention for yourself in your own business. When you get that nudge or just that feeling that there's something that you should do and it's outside of your normal routine or your normal strategy or it's like just a different topic for you to talk about, different webinar, something else, and just trust it and just go with it and let that unfold and see how, see what happens. Do you think those nudges or, or maybe a better question, how do you think those nudges come to us or where from? Do you think it's we are picking up little signals and little ideas and little um, learnings and things like that and it all kind of comes together and I guess another way of looking at a nudge perhaps is that gut feeling that comes and even though in our head like you said it's maybe not the most logical thing or it doesn't seem to make sense but we just have this really strong feeling or sense or nudge that or this idea that this is the thing I'm gonna all right I think I should try yeah where do you think that comes from how does it happen I think you're right I think it is you know we're picking up things all the time and it might even be like you know you've seen somebody do something or you've had this idea before you know it can come from so many different places you've seen something in a completely different industry and that gives you an idea but there is a big difference between for example seeing that somebody has done something and thinking well, that's a good strategy I should really do that that's very different to getting this feeling of I'm going to do this and I 
I just feel like I want to. And, you know, it's not a strategy that you have learned. Perhaps you haven't seen somebody do it in the exact same way or, you know, it doesn't make complete sense. I think that's when we can feel that it is coming more from the intuition and it's coming from the gut. And I think it's when you... uh, but you feel like you can just trust it. Now, the trusting it piece is, is a whole separate thing sometimes because sometimes I bet like everyone listening will have had a time where they had a nudge and then they talked themselves out of it <laughs> because of those reasons. So like, well, I don't, I don't know if that's going to work. Like, or maybe it's too much work for me to do that. It's a bit risky because what if no one's really interested, right? I say to my students, it's like, what is that really inconvenient idea that you have that you maybe can't stop thinking about? It's like, why would I think this? Or what? This doesn't make sense at all, but it's like, that's sometimes where the magic is, isn't it? Though Those ideas or nudges that we have that just, we can't really stop thinking about. That's exactly right. Like you've totally nailed it. Like that's, I think, when we know it's coming from your intuition, whereas I'm sure we've all had the opposite when you're just thinking, what's going to be like the highest converting webinar that I could run or what, you know, is going to be the thing that's going to solve this problem or that, you know, like you're trying to come at something from your head and then you're like, is it this? Is it that? And you just over overthinking it and it gets overcooked and then you can't settle on it whereas like you said oftentimes if it's that thing that just kind of arrives and it kind of feels right if you can then take action on that that is exactly where the magic can happen and where you can do something really unexpected or you can connect in a way that is really magical I know I felt these absolutely when it was that time that I left my job and it was just that massive, like I just couldn't deny that, that urge or that nudge or that questioning or that feeling that I I just wanted to give it a go, like quitting the job and going out on my own and starting my own business and doing the work that I love to do, helping the small business owners. Um, but it didn't like, it didn't make sense. It was just like, why would Emily, like it just... (laughs) no sense on paper. This is exactly it. What about you, Kerry? Can you give an example for you what that's looked like? I guess with the, um, or even one of your clients, if you prefer, but what, what that has looked like, one of, one of the examples. I have the same example, actually, when I left my job, like it was completely illogical because I (laughs) did start my business in 2009, but I was only seeing clients one afternoon a week. And then at the end of that year, like I had to apply for my role, reapply, and I would have had to go full-time. That's what I was told. So I left my job. I didn't have very much savings at all. And I even didn't have very many days that I was able to work in the clinic when I took the leap. But I just instinctively knew that I had to do it. And that things would somehow fall into place and they would work out. So it made no sense. And also at that time, like even for me to take the leap into a business in kinesiology, which you might think now, gosh, a lot of people don't know what kinesiology is. Well, I can tell you back then, 
with a lot less people. <laughs> <laughs> I think being online, and also just there are a lot more kinesiologists out there now, but, you know, a lot more people have heard of it. Whereas then my family were kind of horrified. They're like, what are you doing? But it's like you said, it's just trusting in that gut instinct and trusting in yourself as well and your resourcefulness, your resilience, your ability to navigate through that is really powerful. So I think self-trust really goes hand in hand with intuition because not trusting ourselves can really trip us up even if we do have quite clear intuition. I can definitely resonate with that, Kerry. So I would love to ask when, so I, I think I can see for myself, there's been times where I've been more in tune and more trusting of myself and my ideas and then the decisions that I've made. And then there's been other times where I've been more in my head and less able, or it felt like less able to tap into my intuition and therefore to, I guess, trust myself as well. If anyone else is in that situation or if that ever happens to you, Kerry, what are some steps we can take where we can perhaps or um, learn to trust ourselves again or tap back into that intuition? I think what you're talking about here, like that getting stuck in the head is something that everyone listening will have experienced at some time. And I know that I definitely have as well. And when we find ourselves in that place, and then we're also putting this extra pressure on ourselves to receive like intuitive wisdom, or to think that we're going to get some like dramatic guidance from that space. Like it's, it's just not going to happen, is it? The first bit thing of, that we bit need of pressure. to do, a little bit of pressure, and it's oftentimes when we're coming to ourselves with the big questions as well, like tell me what's next in my business or, you know, I've got this problem that I want to solve. Exactly, and I think this is what I do. I'm like, oh, I'll just listen to another podcast episode and, and then I'll know, or I'll just do the, I'll just consume more information and, um, that gets me more out of my intuition, that gut feeling and that centeredness and that really just being able to feel. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is so incredibly common as well. So first of all, we're stuck in our own heads and things are going around and around and around. And then when we start to feel like that, we can oftentimes go more and more outwards thinking that somebody else is going to have the answer. I need to find the answer. And we start to think it's out there somewhere, which most of the time it is not. So what do we need to do? We need to get back into our body. Now, this is unique to each of us, like what is going to work best for you. But here are some of the common things that work for a lot of people. Walking in nature. Now, particularly like the headphones are off, not listening to a podcast and ideally not with your phone okay. because... So I've got to like take the podcast off and not listen to it on double speed either. <laughs> but no, I know. Not oh my listen. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I do You're feeling that, very like cold out, aren't you? <laughs> so powerful. No, I, I, it's so good. I'm like, I could just relate. And I know I'm sure a lot of my listeners are the same. <laughs> totally. Like, how would be more productive? No, we, <laughs> I know. And I totally relate as well. Like, I understand that feeling. And this is probably why I know that these things work because they're things that I have to return to as well. So, yeah, just 
not having the phone around, like taking that walk out in nature and actually looking around and really paying attention to your surroundings is really powerful. Things like if you're able to run or to do some kind of higher impact exercise can be really helpful as well because particularly if you're stressed and you're in that more adrenalized stage, you want to be able to release that so that you actually can relax a bit more. If you're feeling adrenalized and stressed, it's going to be really quite hard to tap into your own wisdom. Um, Other forms of movement as well, like just dancing, like dancing around your room, putting, turning the music up. If you've got a partner or if you've got family, you might get them involved as well, but it's you just getting into your body. Yoga works really well. For a lot of people, that synchronization of the movement and the breath. I know not all movement options are available to all people, but you just know for yourself like what movement is available to you. And meditation can be really helpful as well. So there are obviously lots of different apps that you can use. I quite like Insight Timer. And so listening to guided meditations and meditations that help you to connect to the breath or visualizations just whatever it is it's going to help you to actually tune in so that you can shift your energy state so that you can be more available to actually receive and to be more connected to yourself. So as well as those practices to help you to get into your body, you want to have practices that will help you to connect to your wisdom. And journaling is a really powerful one for a lot of people where you, you know, you can ask yourself questions with your journaling as well. So as well, you might write down how it is that you're feeling and get all of that out. But you can also ask yourself questions like, what would I want if there were no limits? Or what am I not seeing here? What else is possible? So if you write the question down and choose something really beautiful and open-ended like that, or it could even be that question that's circling around in your mind and you might write that down. And if you find you write it down, you're like, oh, that question is a bit limiting or it's actually a little bit negative. So what came to me was a question like, what's wrong with me or why is nothing working? Like if that's the question that's circling (laughs) around, you might want to flip that around and just make it a little bit more open-ended, a little bit more of a positive orientation and then allow yourself to just write down your answer. And when you start writing, initially you might find, oh, I just feel like I'm making this up or I'm just saying what I think I should write or whatever, but just keep going and just keep going and just let that wisdom start to come through. And maybe the first few times you do it, you're like, there's no wisdom here. It's just in my busy mind. But if you keep doing it, you're going to start to clear out, you know, clear all of that out, clear out the busy mind and your wisdom will start to be able to come through. Do you see um, similarities or common themes amongst your clients that you see are really able to tap into their intuition? What are some things you can share that you see that they perhaps have in common? Oh, that's such a beautiful question. Let me just fill into that. I think it is that quality of curiosity and 
I want to say like a beginner's mind because you want to be open to not knowing. And that can be challenging, especially if you are already successful or you've achieved a certain amount of success. And that doesn't just have to be in business. I can see this can be very common for people who've had a successful career, let's just say in corporate. And when they're first moving across into like entrepreneurship, it can be really challenging to take on that more of a beginner's mind because you're used to having to come across in a certain way and have the answers and to know the answers. But for the clients who I work with who are, you know, maybe making seven figures or multiple six, seven figures or multiple six figures, whatever it might be, who have that really beautiful intuition, they're open to what they don't know. And they're open to um, being able to trust when that guidance arrives, that they won't know the outcome, but they are willing to take action anyway. And that can be, you know, you can mitigate risk, of course. So it's not to say you need to like trust in your intuition around something really important and significant in your business and it's, it causes you to take a huge leap of faith or put yourself into a risky financial position. It's not, you know, you can mitigate all risk, but they're willing to um, test and to try and willing to, I guess, fail actually as well because we do not always know. I think sometimes we can kind of lean on strategy or think if I'm really process oriented, like I will not fail and I've got the best chance of success, which is not always true either, you know. So it's like this, this um, yeah, willingness to, to risk at a level that you're comfortable with and a willingness to take action without knowing what the outcome is is going to be because when you're creating something that you have never created before you're not going to have like every step mapped out in front of you so interesting Kerry and I think as well there can be that shift when you've been in business a while because at the start of our business everything is new and we really have no idea about anything so there's big risk that that nothing's going to work and then I can see how uh, while we have been in business for a while and we kind of get more runs on the board and we get used to things kind of tracking along it can feel scary or hard to then have that same openness and willingness to give new things a go in case they do fail so I can really see how actually that's that's what we need to be doing to have that beginner's mind, to be open to anything being the answer and being okay that it might not be something that we initially thought it would be. And then being okay to give it a go, even without knowing a hundred percent that it's going to work. Yes, exactly right. And at all levels and stages of business, because of that fear of like, not wanting to fail or wanting to have a bit more certainty about what is next, I can see people give away their power to experts and to mentors and to coaches because they're just like, I don't want to have to, you know, take that risk. And people will come to me and then 
they're in this space where they actually need to reconnect to themselves because they've realized they have given away that power and it didn't give them the certainty or the guarantee that they might have been hoping. So we can sometimes think, oh, this is more common for sure, earlier stages of business. But I can tell you when I'm working with clients who are at 1 million and they want to get to 2 million, 600,000 and they want to get to 1 million. These are specific examples, 3 million and they want to get to 5 or to 10. This is still a risk because you think there's something I don't know and someone else must have the answer or I can learn from somebody else and then I'll be able to not exactly emulate but, you know, I'll be able to achieve that same kind of results. But what I see to be true is that those answers and what is right for us most often comes from our own intuition, from our own knowing about what is right for us. And like you say, it sometimes is through those um, those ideas that drop in or those insights that don't come from somewhere else and do not always feel to be completely logical, but you can feel it. You can feel it when it's right and you can feel it when it's wrong. And sometimes it might feel wrong, but we think, oh, no, but I've been told or no, but I have seen or, you know what I mean, we'll think we'll push through that feeling that it's wrong because we think it should be right. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that I've um, done something or done things before that initially I'm like, you know, being given an idea or seeing something or being advised something and And I like thinking of one example and initially I was like, nah, that's so not me. Like, I just know that's not the way I like to work. That's so no. And then I was like, oh, well, you know what? Let's give it a go because I want to be a good student. I want to do the right thing. If I do what this, you know, person says, then they, they know what they're talking about. So this, this will work. And of course I just didn't enjoy it. I (laughs) I didn't really want it to work. Because it wasn't just the way that I enjoyed doing things, so yeah, I can absolutely see what you're what you're saying there. Perhaps other people have tried things when they they deep down knew it wasn't really for them because they also wanted to do the right thing or follow the advice or be a good student or do what they were told because that was that's what's allegedly going to make them have more success. Well, that's right. Well, no one wants to be told, but you're not coachable or you're, you know, you want to be open. So it is this really fine balance I see of being able to learn and being open to learning, but then running it back through your own filters of what is right for me and what feels right for me. And then being willing, you know, if you're working with a coach or a mentor who is suggesting something that doesn't resonate for you, really being willing to say, this is, this feels great. Like I love this aspect of it. I'm not willing to do this. And, you know, to find your own way into it. And maybe there is an aspect of what you can take on um, or a seed of that, but maybe you do need to do it in in your own way. And I see people uh, spending a lot of time and a lot of money winding back things that they have implemented because somebody else told them to. And just like you said, they were trying to be the good student or they were trying to take on board that advice and it can be very expensive. Uh, Kerry, this has been so, so valuable. So many great insights and learnings. 
As we kind of wrap up here, a couple of questions. I did want to ask you about how you, and this is a, this is a different topic here. So everyone listening, but how you use Instagram for your business. Now, when I met you in person, because I'd followed you on Instagram and I told you, Kerry, I just think your videos are so fantastic. To me, they are so just genuine and warm and they are you speaking to camera and sharing just little insights. I think they're, they're fantastic. They really show you and your expertise. So I think video must be a big thing for you with your Instagram, but what role does it play with you and your marketing and connecting with your, your audience and your ideal clients? So I'm always thinking about my current clients and the people that I know that I have worked with, because I know that when I speak to those people, that attracts like-minded people as well. And so I do adopt that really friendly, familiar tone, because that is the tone that I have with the people that I work with. And then I'm thinking about what do my clients really need to hear, or what are the themes that are coming through, or, you know, what is it that can help them to have a little shift today, or to make a little change, what's something that's going to be really beneficial for them. I was listening to one of your recent podcast episodes where you talked about having that hero piece of content, you know, and then how you might break that down. And so my hero content at the moment is my podcast. And so each week at the moment, I'll have a podcast episode. Sometimes it's more regularly, sometimes it's a little bit less regularly. And then I will be sharing information in my Instagram based on that hero piece of content. And that's, of course, what will go out in my newsletter. But I'm always about making sure it's really connecting and it's conversational. And even though like, I want people to see that I know what I'm talking about, I want people to also feel like I'm very approachable and that I'm on that journey of creating greater alignment with them. Because what's really important to me and what I help my clients to do is to connect to their own wisdom. So not to see me as the expert and someone that they will always need to go to, to get my intuitive wisdom and my intuitive guidance. They might continue to work with me over a long period of time, but that's because of the way I help them to connect their own intuition and their own wisdom. And so I really want that to come through in all of my content as well. Makes total sense, Kerry. And I love that uh, question, what do they need to hear? I think that's something that we can all reflect on, isn't it, for our own audiences and think, okay, even if we can't think of something to say right now, if we can just think about, okay, what is something that my audience need to hear right now? And I'm sure that if we think on that question, many, many things will come. And that can be the type of question, you know, like I shared earlier about making a command or asking for a sign. You can use that in the same way. What do my clients need to hear? And then go for your walk without your phone, without listening to anything. And you can just be looking around, but just don't be surprised if things just start to drop in and you notice something and it makes you think about something and it reminds you of something else. And you're like, my clients would be very interested in that. Like, Well, that relates to, you know, these three clients I've worked with recently. Yeah, I can see that thread. I can see that theme. I bet there's other people experiencing that. And it's, 
when I do that and I tune in in that way, it's surprising the number of times that I'll share something, whether it's in a social media post on Instagram or elsewhere or in my podcast and people say, I feel like you're in my head. Like I've been thinking about that as well. And it's like, I'm just tuning in. (laughs) And then that's what it is that I'm receiving. So good. Oh, Kerry, thank you so much for being here. I could just keep chatting forever, but uh, we should probably wrap it up soon. So I really appreciate how generous you've been with so many great insights and stories and and really practical things that I know I'm going to take on board and I'm sure some of our listeners will be able to as well. So first of all, thank you for being here. I've absolutely loved talking with you, Emily, and I cannot wait to have you on my podcast very soon as well. And so where can everyone go, Kerry, to find you and connect with you? What what are some of the places? So you can find me at my website at alignandattract.com. I mentioned my book earlier. If you would like a free copy of my book, you can get a copy of that at alignandattract.com slash free book. And so it helps you to figure out what you want in your business and to create alignment with that. And you can find me on Instagram at Kerry Rowett as well and on my podcast which is Align and Attract. Fantastic and we'll put those links with this episode too so you should be able to see them and click on over and Kerry thank you again for being here and I can't wait for some more power walks soon. (laughs) I know thank you so much Emily and for all the beautiful work you do. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Emily Osmond Show. I would so appreciate it if you could leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Simply scroll down past all the episodes to where you find ratings and reviews. Tap write a review and be sure to include your name or business name so I can give you a shout out too. You'll find my latest resources at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. And remember, until next time, connection over perfection. You have got this and we'll speak soon.